0: People ask Chris and me all the time, what is the best online sports book? And that is an easy, easy answer. MyBookie.ag is the best online sports book and it's not even close. Go check it out for yourself. MyBookie.ag. Check out their sports book. I'm telling you, they got two-day payouts. You can talk to somebody in English. You can chat with them online. Call them. Do whatever you need to. You can deposit however you want to. Best online sports book out there. They got live odds, the best live odds. They got the best early uh, lines. I'm telling you, everything about this place is awesome. So go check it out. Put in promo code WCE100 when you sign up. They're going to give you a 100% deposit bonus. Right off the bat, you're making money. You don't even have to do anything. It doesn't get any better than that. So check out mybookie.ag. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. Love chris giannini follow me at chris b giannini and this is the winning cures everything podcast from winning before we get started please subscribe to the podcast share it and review it we cannot stress how important those reviews are for itunes rankings so help us out those of us who love this sport live for nights like this you are looking live at the georgia dome in atlanta it's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40! 40. 40 years! How about that? So here is fourth down. Can you believe it? It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Are you kidding me? I bet you don't care. <laughs> oh, my oh, my gosh! gosh. Oh, my, oh my gosh! This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 144. This is the Tuesday, October 10th edition of the show. Uh, I'm Gary, riding this thing solo this uh, this morning. Uh, the Tuesday show, the college football recap, the NFL recap. We're going to keep this one super short because I am in Orlando, Florida, with my family doing the Disney World Vacation uh, Chris is up in the mountains in Gatlinburg with his daughters and his wife and uh, and some friends. So uh, we're not going to take too much of your time this go round. We do have uh, picks that'll be coming out on Thursday, uh, but we'll we'll get to those eventually. For now, though, let's uh, let's kind of recap what's uh, what's happened over the weekend, and we'll fill you in first on the biggest games. Right, so West Virginia at TCU. Close, close game. Probably probably the second best game of the weekend, I would guess. Mainly because Michigan State at Michigan was just ridiculous. Uh, TCU, West Virginia was back and forth. A lot of fun. TCU gets the win, 31-24. Uh, I mean, that's going to move them up a little bit, right? Especially with Oklahoma going down. And that's another big game that we, uh, that we didn't even discuss last week. But Iowa State going in with a backup quarterback to knock off Oklahoma... In Norman? I mean, what in the world is going on here? And so, I, I'm not sure what that means for the Big 12's playoff chances. But, but we'll see. We'll see. Because TCU still has some uh, some good wins. It all depends, really, on what Arkansas does in uh, in the SEC this year. And what Arkansas did at South Carolina does not look good for them. So, uh, next big game, Miami at Florida State. Miami comes out with a 24-20 to win. They... They drive down the field at the end of the game with no time left on the clock and and score a touchdown and get the monkey off their back at Florida State in Tallahassee. They had lost seven straight before that. Great win for Mark Richt. Fantastic stuff there. I'm not sure what to think of Miami. Uh, they had a big loss, a big uh, a big injury, but... We'll see exactly how that plays out. They've got talent all over the field. They're a good football team. Schedule sets up nicely. Uh, they could be a playoff competitor. They do have to play Notre Dame later this year. They've got uh, they got some big games coming up. So we'll see. LSU in Florida, I don't know what happened here. I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense to me. Florida, at home, had only lost one time under Jim McElwain in the last two and a half years. And they lose to an Ed Orgeron-coached LSU team that they beat in Baton Rouge last year, and they have no passing game. Their passing game is atrocious right now. And I don't know what to make of this, because I I thought that Florida had this thing wrapped up because they can run the football. Their lines are better than Troy's lines. They're better than Syracuse's lines. I I haven't figured this out because LSU couldn't stop anybody. And, And then for whatever reason... They go into this game, and, and they're scoring points. They get up 17-3. to three. Florida comes down. They lost this game on a missed extra point. And their kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, or, or whatever his name is, uh, it, he is, he's supposed to be an All-American. I don't get it. So it, it, I, I'm, I'm not sure what happened here. Florida was favored by three. Um, they were flavor, or favored by six and a half to start with. And the game got bet all the way down to uh, LSU being favored by one and a half. And then LSU didn't cover either. So I'm not sure exactly what to make of this, but it it doesn't bode well for the rest of the SEC. There's there's three teams in the SEC. There's Alabama, there's Georgia, and there's Auburn. And if that's the way it's going to be, then it sets up nicely for the end of the year, right? Because... Auburn, Georgia is going to set up either an insanely good Iron Bowl or an insanely good SEC championship game, one way or another. So uh, the next one that we, uh, we discussed, Washington State at Oregon. We both said Washington State would win this. There would be no USC hangover. Oregon had too much missing on offense, uh, and that proved to be the point. Washington State went into Eugene and blasted them 33-10. There's not much else to say here. Mike Leach has got this team rolling. Uh, I think they are good enough to be undefeated going into the Apple Cup. They've got some tough road games, and there's a lot of road games. But with the way that the the offense is playing and their new defensive coordinator is fantastic. He is really, really good at what he does. Uh, Next big game, Michigan State at Michigan. We both picked Michigan. We were both wrong. Harbaugh is now 1-4 against Michigan State and Ohio State. His only win in those two rivalry games was over a 3-9 and nine Michigan State team last year. And he's lost twice to Michigan State at home now. He's lost to Ohio State at home. I don't know what to make of this. Yes, it was in a downpour. Yes, he was playing his backup quarterback. They scored 10 points. you got to find a way. And they turned the ball over five times. I mean, it's just—it's inexcusable. You got to come up with something better. And I think the biggest point is you've got to not—not not put so much emphasis on this and and hurt your kids by doing it, right? So you got to find a way to, uh, gotta find a way to get that monkey off your back. He'll get a chance against the Buckeyes later this year, but I—I I don't know that I would pick them in that ball game right now, even though it is in the big house. Uh, last big game that we talked about just because of what it would mean for the two coaches. South Carolina absolutely blasted Arkansas, 48-22. to Now, I took Arkansas in this game. I thought they'd be able to score. Uh, I didn't think that South Carolina could score. But when when you get three touchdowns off turnovers, I mean, all bets are off. All bets are off. So, Arkansas uh, goes down forty-eight to twenty-two. Brett Bielema is now ten and twenty-four in the SEC. He has uh, a game at Alabama this week, and he has a game at uh, or at home against uh, Auburn the week after that. So, so look for that record to be ten and twenty-six. And the Razorbacks are staring down a world of hurt right now. Just a world of hurt. Not not good at all. Not good at all. Um, let's go ahead and talk about what happened in the SEC. Uh, Georgia uh, destroys Vanderbilt, 45-14. Auburn does not get the cover against Ole Miss. They push 44-23. to They give up 13 fourth-quarter points. I don't get it. Uh, and then Kentucky, 40-34 to over Missouri. I, I don't know how they didn't cover a 9.5-point spread. It doesn't make sense to me. Missouri is awful. And for some reason, they showed up to play in Lexington. But uh, that, that's what you get when you bet on football games, right? Um Alabama, 27, Texas A&M, 19. Uh, let's go ahead and discuss that because we'll, we'll get into my top 10. And uh, this, is, this is a normal thing, right, when you are just blasting teams and then you go on the road against a team that actually has a little bit of talent. And Alabama had beaten Vanderbilt and Ole Miss in back-to-back weeks, one on the road, one at home. 125 to 3 combined. And people were were guessing that Alabama could go in and beat Texas A&M by 50 plus points. And that's just absurd. You can't do that all the time. And it showed, you know, a, with a little bit of adversity, you're not going to be able to do uh you're not going to be able to do that all the time. They had things not go their way. They had a shanked punt. They had their first turnover of the season. There were insane catches and great, great plays by Kellen Mond, the quarterback for Texas A&M. Christian Kirk had a miraculous, just otherworldly catch in the end zone where he somehow got a toe down. Um, And it just, everything turned the Aggies way in the second half. And... After Alabama went up 24-3, to you, you would think that a route was coming. But uh, from there, A&M outscored Alabama 16-3. to And Nick Saban was not happy about it. And he shouldn't be happy about it. But anytime you come out with a win in a situation like that, you ought to be happy. You ought to be good with it. So let's, uh, let's go in and run down my top ten. Number one, I've got Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Uh, Clemson had a closer than expected final score, 28-14 over Wake Forest. Uh, Kelly Bryant went out with, uh, with an injury. We're not sure uh, how long he's going to be out, but I would not imagine that this is going to hurt them for, uh, for at least a few weeks because they, they don't play hardly anybody. Uh, Georgia, we talked about them. They won 45-14. Georgia is the class of the SEC East. That division is not even going to be close. They are a great football team. They've got a fantastic defense. They've got running backs. Their offensive line is really well coached. Um, they execute at a whole lot. That's a good football team. That's number three on my top ten. Number four, Penn State. Uh, they also beat Northwestern forty-five to fourteen. Same score as Georgia and Vanderbilt. Uh, Penn State's good. Penn State is my my fourth team in the playoff right now. Number five, Washington State. They, that win on the road after the win against USC, that's massive. This team has confidence. Uh, Mike Leach does not let them get overly confident. It, there is no real emotion here. They are playing sound football, and it is a, a welcome sight. Number six, TCU. I don't know what to make of the Big 12 right now. Oklahoma getting beat by Iowa State at home with a backup quarterback. Makes no sense to me. But I think that's what the Big 12 is. I think everybody's just going to beat everybody, and we're going to have no undefeated teams. Because don't forget, TCU does have to go to Norman later this year. And then one of those, te- uh, one of those teams will end up having to play in a rematch in the Big 12 championship game. So we'll, we'll get to that eventually down the line. Number seven, Washington. Um, I will say this, Chris Peterson has he has made a a bad bad mistake by trying to pick a fight with ESPN. And they showed it on game day and they talked about it during the game the other night. It, it just dumb mistake because you're going to get ripped. And when you get ripped by ESPN it, you can't really come back from that. So not a good thing for Chris Peterson. Uh, but his team is still playing really well. And, and my guess is I think they're probably going to win the Pac-12 this year. But we'll see. they still got they still got to host Washington State. And then they've got a Pac-12 championship game probably against USC. But we'll see. Number eight, I've got Miami. I think Miami is really good. Miami has not made the top ten yet uh, in the actual polls. But, but they are great. That is a really well-coached football team. They've got all the pieces. They've got the schedule set up for them. I think they could compete with Clemson. Uh, number nine, Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin here because they're, they they execute when they need to. Their schedule is so terrible, so awful. They're going to be undefeated when they go to the Big Ten championship game, and then we're going to find out what team they actually are. And they'll play either Ohio State or or Penn State, and we'll just see. Uh, number ten, I've got Ohio State. They're they're ripping everybody since that loss to Oklahoma. Uh, They have figured out what's going on on offense. Part of this could be the fact that they're playing awful defenses. But they have, uh, I mean, they're beating teams by an average of like 40 points. It's just ridiculous. Just unbelievable. Um, Let's talk about SEC power rankings right quick. We're we're not going to go through, you know, every conference and, and all that. We're trying to get through this quickly. Uh, I've got number one, Alabama. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Auburn. And then it's basically everybody else, right? So number four, Texas A&M. I think they go into Gainesville and beat Florida this weekend. Number five, I've got Kentucky. Uh, for no other reason than I don't think Florida is as good without Luke Del Rio. So I've got Florida all the way back at nine. But uh, number six, I've got South Carolina. They got beat by Kentucky. Uh, number seven, I've got Mississippi State. Number 8, LSU. Number 9, Florida. Number 10, Vandy. And then we've got the bad ones, right? So, 11, Arkansas. 12, Tennessee. 13, Missouri. 14, Ole Miss. Uh, really, it, it's Bama, Georgia, Auburn, and that's it. And I don't think that any of those teams gets beat by anybody that's not named in the top three. They're just going to run roughshod through, through the rest of the SEC. So... um, you know, I, I could go through an NFL rundown. I, I'm not going to do it just yet. We might do it later on in the week. I doubt it. I doubt I'm going to have time because, obviously, I am on Disney vacation this week. And Chris is on his vacation with his family up in, uh, up in the mountains in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to wrap it up with that. I will be back with, uh, with gambling picks later on in the week. And we are going to learn from our mistakes this past week. When a line looks funny, I'm not jumping on it. We're going to figure something out. Um, Chris is going to send me his, and we will go from there. Um, Yeah, until then, I'm talking to you from from a condo in Orlando, Florida, and we'll be back later on in the week. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow myself at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B ChrisBGiannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show. That's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes, and make sure you leave a review.